0: All right, since uh, I know it's probably going to suck dick to have to put together a 100th show, I'm going to try to do it on my own here. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll work. I doubt it, but we'll see. Give it a fucking shot. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Uncle Jimmy. I have an important message for you. Coming to you from the command center here at the Rock and Roll Garage. It's Grease Wheels, the podcast. Hey, uh... I just want to let you in on a little secret. Maybe it's not a secret. I don't know if you're keeping track. uh, We are. This is our 100th show, which is actually pretty amazing. And uh, I want to apologize for all the shows that we did that sucked. And I want to take credit for for all the ones that were good, the ones that you liked. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I'm sure there was one or two in there, for fuck's sake, that you liked. Come on. If you're listening now, you must have liked something you heard before. Maybe not. Who knows? You know what I want to do? uh for a hundred uh it's not an anniversary we haven't been doing anything for 100 anything but uh this is a hundredth show so it's a 100 weeks almost two years i just want to kind of give you a brief rundown a synopsis of of exactly what we've been trying to get across over the course of the last almost two years almost two years uncle jimmy Listen, as, uh, as far as an audience, what I was shooting for in the beginning and really still I'm shooting for was automotive technicians, okay? So we, we didn't expect to find automotive technicians or any other technicians of, that, of any kind listening around the world. This was something completely unexpected. And uh, we've been getting feedback from people as far away as Australia and Germany. Ireland, the Marianas Islands. <laughs> am I even saying there? right? The Marianas? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter, really. Uh, they know where they are and uh, they should feel special because there's probably not a lot of people that live there. And I think that would be kind of cool for somebody like me. Anyway, I wanted to uh, take this 100th show and uh, offer, and I, I do this on a regular basis, but only because I am really in awe of what goes on on the planet, what is right about what goes on on the planet and and your effect on what goes right on this planet. And what I mean by that is you guys are out there fixing the machines, to- the transportation machines, the oil pumping machines, the, the fucking house and building building machines, and all the other fucking machines out there that are breaking down on a regular or a semi-regular or maybe not breaking down at all, which which wouldn't be good for us, but they all break down. And you guys are out there with tools, the wrenches, the screwdrivers, and the fucking hammers, and the fucking MIG welders, and whatever else you got. You guys are out there screwing that shit back together and making it go. And so uh, I want to dedicate this entire podcast to, and all of my podcast, for that matter, to you guys out there with the wrenches and the tools and the toolboxes. And hopefully your toolboxes have wheels on them. And if you have to take a lot of shit, if you have to take a lot of shit to do your job, by all means, grease the motherfucking wheels. Get out of there. When I started doing this, there was a dire shortage, an absolute, complete and utter chaotic shortage of technicians at least here in the United States and probably elsewhere as well because of the stigma that everyone this is just a repeat folks (laughs) because of the stigma that a lot of people have placed on us as possibly low-lifes or low-class individuals with no intelligence and no no uh couth no manners no prospects that because of because of this air that they have uh That they have created about us Uh, they have also helped to thin the ranks and what has happened is all these people who think they're better than us have now figured out that they have fucked themselves because now nobody wants to do this and yet guess what they still need us they still need us and you know what and this has been the source Of the inspiration for grease the wheels from the very beginning there's a shortage of technicians and so the ones of us that are still out there doing it we need to fuck them in the ass and make them pay we need to make them pay and if they don't want to pay get the fuck out grease the wheels go somewhere where they will pay and guess what if you look around hard enough and long enough and you're willing to move maybe you can find the pay that you're looking for okay I've also suggested I've also suggested that you could increase your value and your worth by getting more training and learning more and doing more and being a good employee. And, and I've I've chastised you as technicians many, many times about the way you behave. And I'm not talking about one particular individual, but I'm talking about as a group. We have a tendency to show up late, leave early, not fix stuff right at times. We give our bosses, our service managers, our service advisors, and especially our parts guys a fucking hard time. I have suggested highly that we stop doing that. It doesn't help us out in any way, shape, or form, especially the parts guys, because I was one. So, God damn it, lighten up on those motherfuckers. They don't give you the wrong parts on purpose. I know know that you think they do. And maybe in some cases, because they're assholes, because there's assholes in every line of work. Trust me, you're talking, you're listening to one right now. Uh, because there are assholes in every line of work, there probably is a guy out there somewhere who gave you the wrong fucking part on purpose just to piss you off. But if he felt like you deserved it, then that's a whole other fucking story. Okay. So listen, uh, try to try to be good to the people you work with. You have to work with them. Uh, you have to work with them every day. Uh, after a while, if you if you just try to be polite, if you try to be friendly, you'll find that these people are actually very cool and worth knowing. I know the parts guys I work with right now and all the ones that I've worked with in the past are pretty cool guys, and I dig them. I dig them. I like them a lot, and I do, I do things for them. If they ask me, uh, I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, when they can't get a part for me, it's not their fucking fault. Guys, it's not their fault, you know? I know that you can't possibly have everything in stock. I know that. That's enough about parts, guys. Let's let's try to be better. They don't make a lot of money. That was one of the other things that we said in one of the episodes. They don't. I know. From first-hand experience. They're not paid very well. They're not paid very well because the powers that be, and these are people that I've been fucking running up a flagpole for uh, 99 fucking episodes for Christ's sakes. These people don't feel like that you need to be very smart or very hardworking or even, even semi-intelligent uh, to work in the parts department, and that's just plain fucking wrong, okay? I think that you you need more more than a modicum of intelligence and in fact I would find it I would find it better if you had smart guys in the parts department and dumb guys everywhere else really uh you know I mean as far as salesmen go I mean how smart do they have to be that it's how much the car costs you want to buy it just fine right here how hard is that to fucking say you know but for a parts guy, he's got to go, um, what part is it you need? Is it the left one? The right one? Is it the one that goes up underneath? Was it built in Germany? Was it built in North Korea? You know, where the fuck was it built? You know, uh, what day, what time of day was it built? You know, there's so much shit you need to know as a parts guy. You don't need to know fucking jack squat to be a salesman. And quite frankly, a lot of them don't. And then I've taken them to task too. And I know, I know that you guys heard that and you've listened to that uh, as far as salesmen go. They don't want to know us. They don't care about us unless of course they fucking need us. And then all of a sudden they're our best fucking friends. And this seems to be a universal thing, at least through all the fucking dealerships I worked for. So that was one of the other episodes that we talked about where the salesmen are like, Oh, I don't even know your name, but I need your help right now. Yeah. My name is go fuck yourself. And I also did a podcast. We did a podcast where we talked about the used car guys. And, uh, I've, uh, I've come up with a little pet name for used car guys, whether they're at a dealership or whether you're working at an indie and you fix used cars for used car lots, maybe down the street or around the corner. Uh, these guys are all pirates and they're pirates, they're they're fucking pirates. They're looking for the booty. And and seriously, you can take that both ways. Either they're out there trying to get the booty, which is gold and silver and coin and currency, and they want to bury it in a beach somewhere and mark their fucking spot with a big red X, Or you can say they're looking for booty as in, you know, sex. Because they're probably looking for that too, to be honest with you. Because most of them are that, that way, you know. And we did a whole episode on how used car lots and the fucking used car pirates that fucking run them want to pay for nothing and will not pay for the repairs that they need. It will not buy the parts they need. They will just, they would prefer to sell the car all fucked up, let it get over the curb and let the customer have to fucking deal with it. And it's something that you're going to have to deal with sooner or later. And you know what? If you can, try to convince these fucking pirates that they need to pay for the repairs now so that they don't have to hear it and neither does the shop that's going to be fixing it later. I also talked to you guys about safety and your health concerns are really Seriously, and, and this is just from the bottom of my heart. Sincerely, I want you all to be safe and healthy and happy because the world's, basically, the fucking world needs us. The world needs us. If every mechanic in the world just called in sick on one day, the fucking planet would just about grind to a halt. Sure, some stuff would keep running, but a lot of fucking shit would not keep running, and a lot of shit would fuck up, and a lot of shit would not get fixed, and so we need to be healthy. We need to be healthy. And you know we, To be healthy, you need to be safe. Don't be doing the stupid shit that I did. Mean you, are you kidding me? I used to pick up engines with my bare hands and my back, and now my back is fucked up. Uh, I have terrible joints. I can't see hardly shit, and I can't hear anything. I'm really terrible with uh, noises and squeaks and rattles, which is, you know, a fucking unfortunately large part of the fucking shit that I have to fix. But uh, listen, I don't take chances with any of that shit. Wear earplugs. Make sure that if you're using some form of a cutting tool, a grinder, an air cutoff tool especially, uh, even sawzalls, and and maybe even your impact guns, you should be wearing safety glasses, okay? Because those things in your eye sockets, they're not marbles, they're eyeballs, they're they're delicate, they're sensitive, you know it. Don't look at somebody when they're fucking welding, for Christ's sakes. That's a good way to go blind, for Christ's sakes. Mom, I was staring at the sun and now I can't see anything. That's great. Thanks a lot. No, seriously, make sure you're wearing the safety stuff. The the earplugs, the, sa- the safety glasses especially, uh, the masks. I, I don't know. Y- you should wear masks to keep shit from getting into your lungs. Uh, I have the uh, N95 mask I keep around all the time to keep brake dust from going into my lungs and in my nose. Uh, that-, that mask apparently is designed just to keep shit out. It doesn't keep shit from getting out. If you have the COVID and you have an N95 mask, all it does is keep shit from getting in. It doesn't keep shit from getting out of you. So if you've got the COVID and you wear an N95 mask, you're still making other people infected. How about that shit, huh? (laughs) That's great. Also, too, we were talking about working on different brands of cars. uh, Working on different brands of cars in a dealership and working on different brands of cars at, at independent shops. And how at a dealership, they're mostly newer which is one of the reasons why I'm at a dealership, and at an indie, how you have to be very, very, very multi-talented. I believe this truly, and this is probably one of the reasons I didn't do very well at the indie is because I I did not wish to, and I chafed mightily at at the thought of working on shit that I had no idea what was going on with it. Because if you look... If you look throughout the history, the hundred plus year history of the automobile as it exists, at least here in America, there's hundreds, really literally hundreds of makes, uh, hundreds of companies that made cars. Uh, there's obviously the big three, which are you know, probably the main ones, but the, there were so many other different makes of cars and different kinds of cars. And there was all different kinds of engineers and designers and there's so much different shit out there. It's unbelievable. And to think that you could fix it all Or that you could even put yourself into a position to even try to have to fix it all hats off to you guys in the indies okay hats off to you guys in the independent workshops who are working on every fucking thing with wheels on it that people are rolling into your shop and your boss or your service advisor saying yeah yeah we can work on that and that's a whole that was a whole nother uh podcast boys and girls was the service advisor one and I got to be honest with you the producer got angry with me at one point in time and he said why do you talk so much about service advisors because they generally as a rule of thumb they suck fucking dick and and they need to be a lot better at what they do and we've had a few okay honestly a few who are really doing the job right and doing a good job at it but but the ratio of the guys who can do it well to the people who cannot fucking do it even at all is so massive it's like for every fucking hundred people i've seen try to do it and failed or are failing while still attempting to do it i've seen maybe one or two guys who really had it nailed who really had it down and then i've talked about uh, how good ones do it and i've talked about how bad ones have done it and i've also talked about helping them out okay because they're the ones out there who are st- You've heard it. They're supposed to be selling service. They're supposed to be selling the services that you recommend to these people. And if they're not salesmen, although they are salesmen, they'll say, oh, I'm not a salesman. I can't talk people into doing things they don't want to do. They go, well, then you need to get the fuck out of the job. And you've heard me say that probably at least a couple dozen fucking times because there's certain people that do need to get the fuck out of that fucking line of work, okay? If you can't talk to a customer without pissing them off, if you can't tell a customer needs tires and have him at least seriously consider getting them done, even if he declines, okay? Because if you make an effort, I'm okay with that. If you make an effort and a guy doesn't want to do it, I'm fine with that. But if you make no motherfucking effort whatsoever, you need to get the fuck out of my building, okay? Because I'm in the back giving you 100%. If you're not giving me 100% up front, just fucking go, go work somewhere else, okay? Go fucking do that. And you've heard that. You've all heard that. <laughs> I know and and you know what I found out too later because we had this discussion is that those uh, (laughs) the episodes where I talk about service advisors and what a Bunch of pieces of shit they are most mostly. Uh, they're actually our most popular episodes. They get listened to the most, and they don't get turned off. And people want to hear what I have to say. And even though I'm not offering any kind of solution whatsoever, I honestly think that that this is a little bit extra. This wasn't in the podcast or anything, but I think that there should be a training program for them. Like I've said before, I don't know if any of you have figured out where I work. Maybe some of you have. Maybe some of you don't give a fuck. I would hope that you'd be in that latter category. But with a place like mine which is a very big dealership group, I would think that they would have they could come up with some sort of a training program for service advisors because it's a really, really, really fucking hard to hire a good service advisor. And B, there are none out there to be had anyway. So what you need to do in this in these particular situations is you need to find people who are willing to do the job and then train them to do it. Because what they're doing now is a sink or swim thing, and I talked about that before too. Sink or swim training is where you take a guy and he says he can do the job or he will try to do the job, and then you just push his ass into the deep end of the pool and say you either sink or you fucking swim. And a a lot of times, and I mean a lot of fucking times, with service advisors, they sink. And it's because... In a lot of cases, if somebody says they want to do the job, the people who hired them seem to think that they have some sort of clue as to what to do. But the problem is, is that customers are assholes sometimes. We've talked about that also. But other times you have an electronic RO system, an ERO system, that is just so fucking horrendously evil and and hard to use that by the time you learn how to use it, and, it, and you could figure out how to sell stuff correctly, maybe even call up an estimate. By that time, they're so tired of you not doing the job the way they want you to, they fire you. They're not giving you any kind of a fucking chance. They have thrown you in the pool, sink or swim, you sunk, they pulled your lifeless body out, and they declared you dead when you really weren't dead. They put the toe tag on you, they fucking had a funeral, maybe even they cremated you, you're dead. You're dead. They didn't give you a fucking chance. They could have resuscitated you. They could have given you a mouth to mouth. You could live. You could live through that. Nope. 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 He's fucking dead. That's it. He's gone. Bye bye. See you later. They're not making any effort to do that. I think really, honestly, if you have a large dealership group and and you're suffering from the fact that your service advisors can't do the fucking job and they can't do the job right, then you need to have a training program an honest to God training program where you take somebody in and you work with them for a week and you say, okay, you you can make it, but you're going to need some training. Okay, great. Then you send them to training and it needs to be long. It needs to be a long-term thing, not a week, not two days. It needs to be like a month and you need to diverse them in all these different situations. You need to give them these situations. You need to put them in these situations in a training kind of a, a of an environment, so that they can figure out what the fuck they're doing. It's like, and I, and I hate to, to keep calling these things up, but uh, it's like if you watch The Wolf of Wall Street, that guy who 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 that movie's about, Jordan Belfort, put together a script for his associates to use to sell things to people, and it worked. And that's what that's what your service advisors need. They need a script. They almost need to have the responses written down so they could call them up on either their phone or their computer or whatever. And when they say, hey, you know what? I hate to tell you this, okay? And maybe this this could be the script for it. Hey, I hate to tell you this, but your tires are really low and you need to be replaced. And normally I would not tell you they need to be replaced now, but they're that bad to the point where they need to be replaced now. Now I've got some deals going on on tires. You know, and it's and like, and I make it, I know I make it sound so easy, but when you're selling something, you got to tell them what they need. You got to tell them what they need, and then you got to overcome whatever fucking objection they come up with. That's as simple as it is. And if you have a service advisor who's not willing to overcome the objection, he needs to overcome the fact that he's going to be fucking fired. I've talked about that ad infinitum. Uh, that's been really one of our favorite subjects here on Grease the Wheels. And that is a subject really that only applies to you technicians out there who are working flat rate. If you're working flat rate, your rate of pay and how much you make in a week is tied directly to how well your service advisors do their job. And if they're pieces of shit and you treat them like shit and they don't quit, then maybe you just need to kill them. Okay, well I can't I can't really advocate that. That's against the law. Don't kill anybody. Don't don't kill anybody, and don't tell them that Uncle Jimmy told you to either. Okay, because that's the disclaimer. You can't kill people. It's illegal. Don't fucking do it, even if you want to. Oh, <laughs> uh, there were some other people that I took the task on here with service managers, and uh, service managers is a they're a lot like service advisors, and in fact a lot of times they were service advisors, and a lot of times they were fucking worthless as service advisors. Also. Service managers are a mixed bag of nuts. I've had a few that were good. I've had many, 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 many more that were bad. I had one that was really, really fucking bad. I documented that over and over and over again. I'm sure you've all heard the story about him trying to fire me for three things that were completely fucking stupid. And that company now has lost out on my services, which they desperately need because they're running ads nowadays for technicians who do what I did for them. And really probably none of the technicians that they're gonna be able to hire would be able to do the jobs that they need to have done better than I would. But I'm gone because of this dick. And he's gone too, he fucking retired. And he should have retired like an extra 10 years earlier because he was worthless as a motherfucker anyway. When he did finally show up to work, he did stupid things. He fixed problems that they weren't having, and he came up with stupid ideas about stupid things. He was just a fucking piece of shit. And I think I went on and on about that. And uh, you know what, on 100th, uh, 100th show, I think I just I need to kind of back up and just say he was a piece of crap and then stop talking about him, okay? But service advisors have a lot to do with the uh, how policies and procedures are performed and run and, and held in the shop. And if they're not doing that job, if they're not policing uh, all of the activities that go on in a shop, then they're kind of fucking worthless. So that's enough I said about that. Uh, one of the main things, one of the main, 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 main reasons for the podcast was to inform you and and to kind of get it out of my head as well that there is a severe a very severe shortage. And I mentioned it earlier, and i mentioned it on several podcasts, but there is a severe shortage of technicians. A severe shortage of guys who know what they're doing. And one of the problems is, and, and this is fucked up, because people who do what they call fixed ops consulting, which is just a fancy word for saying we tell fucking service departments what they're doing wrong. One of these people have to say is that that there's a shortage of technicians, and but they won't say it's because of the money. They won't say that. They'll gloss over that. Well, you know, an average technician makes about $60,000 a year. you know what? In today's climate, in today's economy, $60,000 a year for what we do, for what we have to know, for what we have to have to do our job sucks. It sucks great big fat monkey balls, okay? 60 grand a year? Fuck that. I'm not going to work for 60 grand a year. I'm not going to do it. I got to make way more than that cuz I've got a lot of tools. I've got a lot of experience. I've got a lot of training. I've got a lot of education, and I can fix almost anything, except a digital camera and a E thirty nine mid. Okay, <laughs> those are my only losses, boys and girls. I'm like four million seven hundred ninety one thousand three hundred eighty one and two. Okay, I'm like the fucking what was it? The twenty twelve Patriots? <laughs> oh no, there's a two thousand seven Patriots. Excuse me, I. I, they they asked they also lost to the Giants in 2012 if I'm not mistaken. Oh <laughs> uh, hey there was some other shit that we were talking about mostly just goofy shit. We we're talking about playing pranks on each other uh, and how they lighten up your day and how not to be too evil about it. Okay please we talked about new guys and how the new guys are not up to snuff and they're not going to be up to snuff and uh, sometimes they're probably never going to be up to snuff and maybe they need to be fired or maybe they need to be mentored or maybe they need to be tormentored which is probably what a lot of you are doing is tormenting those motherfuckers (laughs) they come into your shop and they're so full of piss and vinegar and you're just like I want to hit that kid with a hammer (laughs) hopefully it'll straighten him out Oh, you got to kind of take care of the new guys. I said that. That's a recent podcast, I think, is, uh, you know, you got to take them under your wing and help them out because uh, probably later on, they may help you out. And if you're gone, if you leave, if you retire or quit and grease the wheels, they're going to be left behind. And, you know, if your employer's been even halfway decent to you, you don't really want to leave them behind with nothing but idiots. Okay, so help them out if you can. That was something else that we came up with on the podcast. Uh, There was a lot of other things, uh, but mostly... And this was a theme that I wanted to try to bring to you every week, Uh, and I think in some cases I failed miserably, in some cases I succeeded uh, grandly. But I wanted to offer you praise for what you do, and I did at the beginning of this podcast. But I really, I really want to build you up in your mind and let you know what is going on. You are the people. Who I mean, think about this really for more than a minute and take it in. You are really the people who keep this planet fucking moving. I don't care what you fix or where you are. You could be in the Antarctic. You could be in Australia. You could be in Germany. You could be in South Africa. You could be in North Africa. For the for for who you know, you could be in North Africa. You could be in the Middle East. You could be in Europe. You could be in Russia. You could be in the Great, the British Isles. You could be in the United States, Mexico, or Canada. You could be in South America. This is a big ass fucking planet. And you know what? Everywhere you go on this planet, there are machines. There's planes. There's automobiles. There's appliances. There's heating and air conditioning everywhere. There's oil wells everywhere. There's boats everywhere. There's shit that fucking breaks everywhere. And if it wasn't for you guys, myself included if it wasn't for you guys nothing would fucking work nothing think about that you and all the tool buying and tool having people out there in the world are keeping it fucking moving okay tractors don't go anywhere trains don't go anywhere cars trucks buses planes tanks fucking helicopters Fucking houses don't stay cool or warm. All kinds of shit just does not fucking happen without us. And I take an immense amount of pride in the fact that you guys who are out there fixing all this shit in the world listen to this podcast. It's a, it's a great source of pride for me because I'm out there trying to tell you what the fuck is going on. And you guys are shaking your head going, yeah, Uncle Jimmy, you're right. People are treating us like shit, and they're not fucking paying us what we're worth, and we still do the fucking job, and somehow or another, they're getting away with it. They're making all this money off of our fucking labor, and we're not seeing a fucking fair share of it, and that is the real reason for the podcast, to praise you, build you up, and get you in the fucking mood to go and tell your boss, I need a fucking raise right goddamn now. I've been fixing shit for you for X amount of time and you've been paying me crap for X amount of time and it either comes to a fucking end or I'm going to grease the motherfucking wheels. That's the real reason for the podcast. That's the real reason for the podcast. I've asked you all to get better at what you do. Show up on time. Be good at what you do. Don't make mistakes. If you make mistakes, own up. Eh, you know... Listen, you want to be the best technician you can possibly be. No matter what it is you're fixing or where it is you're working, you still, you just want to be the best you can be. And then when you do that, when you have given 100% and your 100% is better than everybody else's 100% and you ask your boss, hey, you know what? I could use a little bit more money. I want, I want to buy different things. I want to own different things. I want to live somewhere else. I'm going to need some more money for that. You think you can help me out? And you know what? That's when you find out. But you know what? The podcast is about opinions. It's mostly about my opinions. It would be about your opinions if I could get you on it. I would love to do that. I haven't really found an excellent way to do that just yet. Uh, we're going to be working on that. Uh, we were going to try to go on tour this summer and come around and visit some of you guys. Uh, but because of the whole coronavirus thing, uh, we're going to hold it off a year like everything else, for Christ's sakes. You know, the Who we're going to go on tour this year, so are the Rolling Stones, they're gonna do it again next year. Guess what? We're gonna we're gonna play like an English rock band, and we're gonna see you next year, okay? Uh, and then it would be a lot better, by the way, too, because um, we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants, and we came up with a lot of ideas that we would not be able to incorporate this year. But you know what? Next year, we have all, all kinds of shit that's coming down the pike for you, okay? I wanted to uh, also uh, just and briefly go over a couple of things that I went over in other podcasts and, and tried to remind you about, you really need to take care of yourself. I wanted to reiterate that one more time. Okay. Now I was talking about taking care of your health and being safe, but I also wanted to talk about you taking care of yourself personally with your hygiene, uh, with your health. Uh, if you have, uh, I, I dare say, okay. And I said this once before, I want to say it to you again, Uh, If you're a male and you're uh, in the neighborhood of 35 to 40 years old, I want you to talk to your doctor about possibly getting yourself a colonoscopy. I did that. I had a little bit of cancer in my butt. No kidding. It's kind of not a joke, but I called it ass cancer. Made a joke out of it because that's how I deal with things. But uh, they caught it early because I just went in for a routine colonoscopy. Uh, So do yourself a favor. Get in to see your doctor. It is completely fucking painless. Get yourself looked at get somebody to look up your ass for real. It's not a joke. If they save your life, thank them for saving your life and just pay it forward and remind other people, other men that you work with and other men that you talk to and other men that you have, you know, in your life, maybe your brothers or your father or or your brother-in-laws or your friends that you drink with or whatever. Just let them know, you know, you get to a certain age, you got to have somebody look up your ass and see what's going on in there. Because I'll tell you what, I had no idea what was going on down there. And they actually got it so quick that when they got it out of there, it was painless. It was painless and it was quick. And I was back at work in a couple of weeks and I was able to tell people I beat cancer. I mean, I'm sure that it's going to come back and kick my ass and throw me in a hole and shove dirt on me. But for right now, I'm good. I'm good. And I want you to be good too. So go go get your shit looked at. All right, boys. All right. Uh, also, too, uh try to, try to be friendlier. Some of us are fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> what are you talking about, Uncle Jimmy? I love everybody. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> Listen, uh, being, being friendly to the guys you work with, being friendly to the people who come into your personal space every day, maybe the customers if you have to talk to them, being friendly doesn't hurt, doesn't cost you nothing. Please try to do it. If you're a nasty guy and you can't think of anything to say that isn't nasty, then just shut the fuck up. Because I tell you what, that's good advice for your Uncle Jimmy. Sometimes I just have to shut the fuck up, okay? There's a lot of other things we talked about, and I'd like to touch on all of them, but I don't also don't want to make like the world's longest fucking podcast either, okay? Uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about, and we'll get out of here, and we'll start on another 100 episodes, and we'll see in about another two years. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was starting your own shop. And uh, I, I did an episode where I talked about how difficult it is to start your own shop, to run your own shop. And I, I, I felt like when it was over and I listened to it again after it was edited, that it really tried to talk you out of it. And you know what? I don't think that that was the right thing for me to do. I don't think that anybody should talk you out of trying to open your own business, okay? It's hard. It's fucking hard. There's no question about it. And the work, it, it, the hours are going to be really, really long. And there's going to be just a fucking horrendous amount of horseshit that you have to deal with. But if you're a fucking smart guy, if you're a smart guy or a smart girl, because there's no, there's no rule anywhere in the world that says a girl can't do any of this stuff that we do. Always remember that, boys. Okay. But there's no reason why, if you're not, if you're smart, why you can't find a building a shop somewhere, maybe in a good location, throw a couple of lifts into that motherfucker and throw a shingle outside. Uncle Jimmy's garage, we treat you like family. No, we treat you better than that. That would be my slogan, really, because your family treats you like shit sometimes. You know that, everybody knows that. Family's the worst. You know, I think you have to have a a labor rate for family and put it right on the wall. It's as if, you know, if you're a customer, if you're a regular customer, we charge you $100 an hour. If you're a fucking family member, you get to pay $200 an hour. Where's my family discount? All right, I'll charge you $100 an hour. Okay, that's better. Seriously though, I don't wanna discourage anybody from attempting to open their own shop. I just wanna let you know, it's a lot of work. And if there's any way, seriously, I mean this 100% sincerely, if there's any way that your Uncle Jimmy can help you out with opening a new shop and getting some clientele into it, I will do that, I really will. I, I feel strongly that What happens when you open a shop is that you take money out of the pockets of some of the big wigs, some of the big dealers and some of the big shops and some of the corporate shops, and you put it into the pockets of a local guy and you keep it local and you keep it in the United States and in your state and in your county and in your town. And it goes into the pockets of the people that work for you. And it goes into the pockets of the people who run the parts stores and the people who plow your driveway. And it goes into the pockets of your kids and your wife. And they spend it at the grocery store and at the high school or wherever they spend money in the mall or whatever, or maybe online even. But it, it takes the money that was going to go somewhere else and keeps it here. So that's a good goddamn thing. Okay. So if you want to open your own business, I say, go for it. Just make sure you got your P's and Q's in line, okay? The government's going to want their fucking money, and you're going to have to pay all kinds of taxes, and you're going to have to pay for health insurance a little bit or something. And you're gonna have, if you want good help, I'm telling you right now, the name of the podcast is called Grease the Wheels. If you don't pay good money to your help, if your help is good, and they've earned the money, pay them. Pay them. It'll pay you back. If you're in that situation where you're paying people to fix cars for you, you need to pay them pay them well make it make it fair okay just tell them see i want to give you this much but you're going to have to earn a raise and i'm going to talk we're going to talk about it in a year or whatever but that's the thing you get employees working in your shop you treat them like family you pay them like family and they'll be like family and they'll look after you and your interest in the shop they may or may not be equipped to do the job right but they will at least try because they'll have a vested interest in what happens to you in that shop let me just restate that. Okay. I do not want to discourage any of you from going into business for yourself. I just want you to know that it requires a lot of time and energy and possibly a good chunk of change to do so, at least in the manner in which some of you want to do it. But if you do it, good luck. That's it, really. I uh, just wanted to say for the 100th episode, I want to say thank you to all of you people out there who are listening. I, I want to make a general shout out to anybody out there with tools who's trying to fix things for people. We're going to keep on keeping on here. There may be... Uh, and we're working on it now. There may be a televised version or a television version of this, or a, a show of some sort. Maybe a YouTube show. I think that's what we're shooting for: is a YouTube TV show uh, called "Grease the Wheels." I think we're going to call it also. And uh, it's going to be about things that are important to you guys and to me. And it's going to be a lot of. It's going to be a serious amount of jackassery. I got to tell you, because I personally, just so you know, I've said it a million times. I don't take anything seriously. It's not worth it to me. I'm a fucking clown. It's worked well for me. I've been a clown since the minute I saw the movie Animal House in high school, and that's been the story of my life, okay? Shit's gotten fixed. Shit's gotten broken. I've had a good time. I'm having fun doing the podcast. I hope you're having fun listening to it. If you're not, fuck you. Uh and that's enough that's enough of your uncle jimmy and so what he's going to do right now is he's going to sign off he's going to give you the the hundredth sign off the 100th episode sign off should it be special no it should be exactly the same god damn it all right here it comes when i sign off i always say the same thing and it's see ya